50% of your happiness set point is actually based on your genetics. Now, only 10% accounts for external circumstances like what car you drive, what job you have, what your body looks like, how much money you have, etc., etc. And so that leaves us with 40%. And the other 40% is actually made up of intentional activities. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Rage Active podcast. We're bringing you insightful conversations to help you live an active and inspired life. So make sure you hit subscribe so that you get the latest episodes as soon as they are released. I'm your host, Rachel J, and I'm so excited to welcome you to this episode today. Now, this is a really exciting episode. We're actually going to be doing a solo episode. Now, I don't do many of these, but we are celebrating two years of the Rage Active podcast podcast. We originally started this podcast in May 2020, and this will be our 58th episode, which actually isn't that much for two years. We did a short season in 2020. We did another short season in 2021. And this year we will double our episodes. So I think there'll be 40 we hope to hit in 2022. But we've achieved some really incredible milestones with the podcast. And definitely when I started it, it's, it I didn't know where it was going to go. But we have peaked at number four on the iTunes charts in Australia in fitness. And we've also hit number one, top three and top 10 in countries around the world. So I am so grateful for this podcast and to be able to share these stories We have had such an amazing array of guests on the show and I have learned so much from all of them. I really love having these amazing conversations with some really inspiring people in the health, wellness, personal development and also entrepreneurial space. It's it's been a bit interesting because I think if you've been listening to the pod this season, we've had quite a few health and wellness entrepreneurs on the show and it's been a little bit of an organic flow with that. I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs are reaching out to be on the show and and we've been able to speak to a lot of amazing uh, leaders in the space. So it's so awesome to be able to do this and to have this platform to inspire you guys to live a better life. So today I thought I would go into some happiness practices, how to be the happiest version of you. And I know that we've probably all said this to ourselves I'll be happier when dot, 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 whatever that is. It could be when I have a healthier body, when I have a bigger house, when I have a better car, when I fit into size, whatever. And I actually think that I'll be happier when dot, dot, dot are some of the most damaging words we can say to ourselves because it keeps us in this cycle of lack. Now, I have done quite a bit of study across the health and wellness space. And one of the things that I have studied is positive psychology. And according to some of the studies that have been done in that field, 50% of your happiness set point is actually based on your genetics, which is, that was quite alarming when I came to learn that. Now, only 10% accounts for external circumstances like what car you drive, what job you have, what your body looks like, how much money you have, et cetera, et cetera. And so that leaves us with 40%. And the other 40% is actually made up of intentional activities. And this is basically how we think and behave in our daily lives. So 
all the habits and practices that we do on a day-to-day basis, they are really the basic factors of our happiness and what we do each day to really create our lives and live our lives. There are some really amazing happiness practices that are included in some positive psychology studies, and I'll share those with you. But I will go through the, I suppose, the importance of setting up a daily practice or a daily routine. I've spoken about this before, particularly in relation to morning routines, because I think it's really important to set yourself up right for the day. There's a quote I think it was Louise Hay who said this, which was how you start your day is how you live your day. And so that's why I'm such a huge advocate for a morning routine. I'll quickly take you through what I do. I have talked about this in other episodes before, before I get stuck into the happiness practices. And of course, you can incorporate those into your morning routines as well, but they may be something that you don't do daily. So my morning routine, this is something that I do daily, is... The first thing I do when I wake up is meditate. And this is probably for about 30 minutes to an hour. And it's not some big flush thing. It's literally, I just lie in bed to meditate. And it's basically finding that state between being asleep and being consciously awake. So it's that kind of midpoint, that Zen state in between. I often get light bulb moments or realizations during that time. That That's the best time for me to get ideas and for realizations to come through. Sometimes I will use a guided meditation track, but oftentimes at the moment, I'm really doing it without any music. And I will do that for maybe 30 minutes to an hour. Then when I get up and sort of out of bed from lying down, the first thing then I will do is write a gratitude journal and we'll talk a little bit more about that. I also write an intentions list. So this is, these are things that I am intending for my life as a whole or as a bigger picture kind of scheme of things. Then I'll also do some reading. At the moment, I'm reading The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra and has about maybe six or seven chapters. They're quite short chapters, but what I'm doing is reading a chapter every morning and I just repeat that book. That's just what I'm doing at the moment, but you can sort of use any kind of book really to set your mind up for the day. And I also do reflections writing, which is basically stream of consciousness and that I type into a computer. That's my journal basically. And oftentimes that will be the recording of all the realizations or things that have come up during my meditation. And usually they're things that are going on in my life, especially my personal life. I might have realizations about decisions I want to make or maybe ideas around business or what I'm doing with my work. So that's the kind of thing that I will write in my reflections writing. So that's my basic morning routine. I strongly advocate for having a morning routine because it will generally just set your state up for a really positive day or more positive day. And I don't know about you guys, but definitely when I wake up in the morning before I meditate, that is probably the lowest I will feel. So I know that once I do my morning routine and I've done all these practices, I definitely feel better and feel more positive and in a good state to tackle the rest of the things that I need to do during the day. Movement also comes into play as well during the day as well. But let's go back to these happiness practices because these are really important and I think they're really 
critical and they're really simple, to be honest. And you can definitely incorporate this into your life. It doesn't have to be daily. But the first one is called the three things exercise. And practicing gratitude has long been associated with increased happiness, mainly because it causes you to focus on all the things that you do have in your life rather than what you lack. Now, I incorporate this into my morning routine. Like I mentioned earlier, I do a gratitude journal. I write all the things that I am grateful for. But to do this three things exercise, this will probably be the the basic, you know, sort of exercise and you can always elaborate or add on to this. So you can either write this down in a gratitude journal like I do, or you can also do this as a practice. And I would often do this as a partner practice. So when I do have a partner and we are lying in bed and we're about to go to sleep, this is the best time to do it. We literally ask each other, What are the three things that you're most grateful for today? You have to say why you are grateful for them and also how it made you feel. So three things is basically, and I would also frame it like, I am so grateful for. So in the present tense, and you say why you're grateful for that thing and how it made you feel. So that's in the partner practice. If you're doing it as a gratitude journal, I would suggest doing more than just three because I think it's it's so cool to be able to really reflect on your life and think about all the amazing things that are happening that you have that currently exist in your life and it definitely changes the way you feel. It changes your state. You want to make sure that you go into as much detail as possible and really allow yourself to feel any feelings that may come up in the process because you might be really amazed at how you feel sometimes at even the simplest of things. I know for me, the things in my life that make me the happiest or that I'm the most grateful for are things actually that are really, really simple. I'm actually a really simple girl. The things that make me happy are the beach. I I live on the beach and so I'm so grateful that I'm able to just look out at the water, look at the sand, look at the palm trees and if I do feel like I need a little bit of a time out from my life, I just walk across and sit at the beach and take a few deep breaths and do a little bit of silent meditation there. So just something like that, you know, and and for me, that doesn't cost anything. I mean, the beach is just there. You can just go there. So such an amazing practice, uh, this three things practice or gratitude journal, like I mentioned. So that's happiness practice number one. Happiness practice number two is called random acts of kindness. One of the best ways to cultivate happiness is to perform random acts of kindness. This is one of my favorites because the effects of this are so instantaneous. When you give something to someone else, whether that's something material or lending a hand or helping someone out, not only does it make the other person happy, but it makes you happy too. And the process of elevation doesn't stop there. It also trickles on to witnessing acts of kindness. So others are also inspired to be a better person and raises the level of compassion, love and harmony in society as a whole when we witness acts of kindness. So this one I think obviously doesn't need to be a daily practice, but if you can kind of incorporate this maybe once a week or once a month and think about something, it doesn't have to be big, it can be small, but try to do a few different things as a variety uh, for, for a more effective practice. But some ideas could be buying a stranger a coffee or if you're in line at the coffee, just pay 
for the person behind you and have them have their coffee paid for them. Leave a love note for a friend. Donating money to charity. Buying a meal for a person in need. Volunteering. Feeding a stranger's parking meter. That's always nice. I've, I've had one um, where I was going to pay for my parking ticket and someone had just left their ticket in the machine, obviously for the next person. And it, it was, um, I don't know, it just felt really nice and it made me smile. So you can do just these little things for people that you don't even know. And I think it's so true when we do something nice for someone else, it makes us feel good. So it's kind of a twofold effect. Now, with positive psychology, they actually conducted a study with this where a group of students who participated in this practice for six weeks actually showed significant boosts in their happiness. So it's so amazing. And I think you can also use your journal or notebook to note down how what you did and how you felt afterwards and, and maybe take a note of, of the effects on your own emotional and mental state after doing this practice. Now, the third happiness practice is a gratitude letter and a phone call. So there's kind of two parts to this one. And I actually really like doing this one. I don't do it that often, but when I do, it does bring up a lot of emotion and and makes me feel really grateful and, and so happy. So writing gratitude letters is literally one of the most emotionally fulfilling practices you can do. It really does improve your health and your happiness by really encouraging you to cultivate gratitude through deliberate and conscious thought. Sometimes as we journey through life, we actually don't really express the gratitude that we have within. And this practice really affirms the positive things in your life and also reminds you that there are people out there that care deeply for you. And that's such a nice thing to have. And secondly, in communicating gratitude to another person, not only does it just affect you, it also creates a positive experience for them as well. So this exercise doesn't really take that long, maybe 15 minutes for writing the letter, 15 minutes for the phone call. And what I would suggest is that you set yourself up in a quiet and peaceful space and think of a person who you maybe haven't properly thanked or just someone that you really, really care about. And that could be someone close to you, a friend, a partner, someone who is a family member, a work colleague. And start to write your gratitude letter, address it as if you were speaking directly to this person, describe what it is that this person has done for you, if there's anything that they particularly have done that comes to mind. Or what I like to do is just write why I am grateful for them, what it is about that person that I really love and why I'm so grateful that they're in my life, what they bring to my life. And when you are finished, you can read it over. I mean, I find that when I do this, when I read it, or sometimes I read it out loud as if they were there, but they're not actually there. And it's just a way to express that gratitude. And you'll notice that the emotions start to come up and and feel those emotions. Enjoy feeling happy. Enjoy feeling that gratitude and acknowledging this person that you really love and care about. And then you can give this person a call and tell them, let them know how you feel about them and how you feel about having them in your life. Now, I know sometimes that this can be a bit daunting because obviously we sometimes don't go into those deep feelings with people and sometimes it just goes a little bit unsaid, right? People that we have in our lives that are really important to us, 
we sometimes just assume that they know that they are important to us and how much we love and care for them. But sometimes it's really nice to just let them know. And you don't, I would say, if you feel a little bit uncomfortable reading the whole letter, just to let them know that you're grateful for them. And I think that when you hear that, even if you're on the receiving end of that, it's so nice to know that someone is grateful for you. So from their perspective, it will be a nice little gesture that they will receive from you. And again, it's one of those things where in giving that gratitude, you get the positive effects of feeling that gratitude feeling and the happiness, but they do as well. So it's so amazing. I think that these little practices can actually really enhance the way that we live our lives. It also enhances our emotional and mental states and it really doesn't cost anything. You know, it's, they're really simple practices and it'd be so amazing to see how you guys go with incorporating these into your lives. So aside from the morning routine, which you can incorporate some of these into that as well, these happiness practices are ones that I do practice regularly, not all the time, but when I sort of feel like I might need to boost my happiness or boost my gratitude or change my emotional state, this is a really, or these are really um, great practices that you can, you can use. So I hope this has helped you guys and introduced you to some practices that maybe you haven't done before. I'm just so grateful for you guys for listening because without you guys, there would be no podcast. And I've said to quite a few people that this is actually the most fulfilling work that I do. So I am very grateful to be able to have this platform to use my voice and share stories and other people's stories especially to help us all be better people and and live better lives. So I'm so excited guys to celebrate two years of the Rate Active podcast. Make sure you tell me what you loved and learnt from this episode and share it in a review on Apple Podcasts. I would so appreciate that. We have had so many reviews and it's so amazing and I'm so grateful that you guys are really enjoying the podcast and are feeling inspired from listening to the episodes. And make sure you screenshot this episode and tag me at RachActive underscore and share it to your IG stories. Thank you again, guys, so much for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Rate active podcast.